Good evening. Welcome to the Be Humankind podcast hosted by uh, Frontline Forward. Frontline Forward, the region of Waterloo's uh, premium health, wellness, and movement center located in Kitchener at 45 Shirley Drive. Yes. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Stevens. I'm here with, uh, I don't know, what, what are we going to call you? Sidekick? We're going to call you the mastermind? I am Ed McMahon. You are Johnny Carson. Oh, there we go. There we yes. go. Yes, yes. Johnny. <laughs> I'm here with a uh, good friend of mine, Ron Sonoda, former tactical paramedic uh, with uh, Hamilton and uh, Halton region and right. all that good stuff. Uh, we've uh, We've been connected to each other for about, oh my gosh, uh, over 30 years now. Yeah. <coughs> Over 30 what, years. Uh, makes us, what, 32, right? 30, <laughs> 32. Uh, we've been connected uh, for close to or, or just over uh, the 30-year mark. Uh, and, uh, I mean, uh, life is just what it is. It's taken us in, in different uh, different ways, different, uh, mm-hmm. you know, different directions. And then uh, we circle back, uh, back around, and uh, we are here today. We have circled the wagons. and We have. Franks and beans. And Franks and beans. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're uh, live at Frontline Four the uh, today t- this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we had a, a couple of guests lined up, but things just didn't work out, and that's okay. It's yeah. just the way it is. Uh, we've uh, we've got quite a long list uh, that we're going to be reaching out to, and uh, mm-hmm. from time to time, we're going to be coming from uh, Tapestry Hall down in Cambridge. Yep. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I think we're going to be nestled in right here at Frontline 4 where it all began and where it is today. We are digging deep roots. Deep, deep roots. That's it. So let's talk about uh, about what's going on uh, in the region and, and around because there's, uh, holy Hannah, there's lots. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you, you want to start? I don't know. I don't even know where to start here. Uh, I mean, I think we've almost beat it to death, but... Uh, Let's uh, let let's talk about it. Trinity Bellwood pooping and peeing. Oh my gosh! I mean, we, we talk about uh, coming back too soon, and we we've you know we've addressed that over and over again here yeah. about what that's going to look like. But if Trinity Bellwood is any indication, like any, mm-hmm. we're we're in serious trouble. Well, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to wear like rubber shoes and yeah. So uh, for Rubber people that, that don't know, Trinity uh, Bellwood Park in, in Toronto. So City of Toronto opened up the parks, mm-hmm. or that park, right? right. Yep. <clears throat> Beautiful weekend, uh, weather-wise coming up. So they, uh, they, they opened the parks. But what just baffles my brain here, and I, I just, uh, again, it just sends me sideways, is they open up the parks, but yet they don't open up the public washrooms. They keep them closed. Right. So if you're going to keep those closed, why would you open the park? I I don't work for the government, so I can't give you that. Oh, you answer. don't. <laughs> you don't have that. <laughs> you think you think they would say, okay, we open the parks? What could drastically go wrong here? <laughs> right. And things went sideways. <laughs> things went sideways. I feel, I feel sorry for the police officers and the um, the guys that have to hand out the tickets. Well, and, and them, and then, holy frick, the people that live down that live there, there, their yeah. homes. Uh, Our apologies as human beings. Right. On behalf right. of Be Humankind, yeah. we apologize. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're going to apologize <laughs> on behalf of Be Humankind. Yeah. yeah. So they, they open up the park. <clears throat> people don't social distance. Nope. They, they That goes right out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are down there socializing in large groups, 
very close. Uh, I don't know how many. They said up to 10,000 people. Is that where they are? Yeah, that's yeah. what they figured, 10,000 people. So 10,000 people down there, they're all not social distancing, or not all, but uh, a number of them are not social distancing. Uh, they're mingling around with each other. They're swapping saliva, probably. Mm. And then it comes the inevitable. Uh, so the washrooms aren't open. No. We've been here for however many hours consuming whatever they were consuming. Yep. Nature takes its uh, toll. Mm. And what do these people end up doing? So just being the morons that they are, complete freaking morons, yep. they decide, well, I got to go to the washroom. Mm -hmm. So they just, so like they don't even have a, the decency to, to go somewhere. What do they do? They just, just go over and they, they're pissing all over people's homes, on the sides of people's homes. That's right. And, and you were telling me about the, uh, uh, the one girl that got caught squatting down on somebody's driveway. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it baffles my brain. It really does. Like, you know, the thought process that goes into that? That's just... I, I, that's, I, I, I think that's a oxymoron, though. There was no thought process. Oh, there you go. Nature called. <laughs> and they painted yeah. uh, Toronto red and white brown. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, people were, uh, were shitting all over the place. People were pissing all over houses down there. Mm -hmm. Didn't really care. Nope. And just, uh, I need to get out of the house because I've been cooped up too long. Yeah. Uh, and I want to get out there and I want to do my thing. And they did. Yeah, and we dug up pictures of the park. So, Tyson, yeah. I know Brandon. There's, I also dug up pictures of um, lakeside um, people in boats and yeah. uh, people on the beaches. So I know Tyson and Brandon will throw those pictures up as well. Yeah. So. But, I mean, we had that. And then, you know, down the U.S. has been at this for a little bit now for, for a couple of weeks. Especially been, in Florida. <clears throat> especially in Florida. But then uh, Lake of the Ozarks down there. I don't know whether anybody uh, seen uh, the pictures from Lake of the Ozark, they, the picture. There had to be ten to 20,000 people mm -hmm. in the water and on the beaches there just, uh, again, doing their thing. So... You know, we talk about that. You want to talk about the second wave. Mm. Dude, it's coming. Yeah. 100%. Well, they even, the government's even admitted that um, that last spike for five days was directly related to Easter to weekend. Easter. Yeah. So if you look at what happened at Bellwood Park, you went on 14 days, mm -hmm. and you're looking around the middle of June for the next big spike. Yeah. And I mean, uh, a lot of the leading epidemiologists, uh, they keep saying it. I, I think it's like that old analogy. You've got to hear it a uh, hundred times mm -hmm. uh, to hear it for the first time. Right. And it, like, it's coming a hundred percent because, you know, people need to and want to. I, I get all that, that they want to get out. They want to be out there. Yeah. But they're just, uh, once they get out there, the whole social distancing thing, the whole being humankind just goes right out the window yeah. uh, as far as being kind. But, I mean, uh, it's still in the, uh, in the nature of people, like we said, to be humankind. Right. And, unfortunately, that's the other side. Right. Of, and of I don't know if, if this is going to be for this show or you can fit it in. I know we have lots to talk about. Do you have that letter from the... PSW from Allendale. You want to read? Today? I wish I did. I uh, I don't know where I've uh, where I've put that. Okay. Well, if we can't read it today, um, yeah. I think Bill uh, was going to send that to us, right? Yeah. Our uh, our mentor, paramedic mentor, Bill Hetherington, yeah. his daughter, 
is uh, a phenomenal human being and, and works out of Allendale. Mm. And um, she, I know her and some of her friends want to come on the podcast yeah. and we'd be honored to have them. Mm -hmm. But she wrote a very eloquent letter in regards to social distancing Yeah, that needs to be heard. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I don't have it on, on my phone here. I don't know whether you have that at all or... No, uh, I, I'm just, I just thought mm -hmm. it, maybe we can do that in the next podcast. Yeah, bring that up because that, uh, that was quite the letter from... Uh, yeah. Uh, from uh, from Bill's daughter, uh, yeah, it it really put everything into perspective as to uh, as to what's happening right now. As far as the, uh, the healthcare workers, like it was, mm -hmm. it was very professionally written. It was it was uh, heartfelt. Yeah, it was heartfelt, and yeah. it, it really really hit home. So well, I, and then it, I, I know we're talking about like all negative things, but like I think we should give a social distancing shout out to our local home hardware people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, just continuing to do uh, what we do here uh, at Frontline and with the Be Human uh, Kind movement that we've got going on. Uh, we're dealing uh, with uh, home hardware over here on Victoria Street. Uh, the manager down there, Scott, is my next door neighbor. Yep. Just an awesome, awesome guy. Yeah. Uh, we popped over there uh, with a whole bunch of stuff uh, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, uh, pails that we had from Home Hardware, right. uh, and it was it was it was really encouraging. Like it was a hot, hot, hot day. Mm -hmm. uh, but people, uh, the garden center was was busy over there. Yep. But it was all it was very well controlled. That yeah, was uh, people were were social distancing very well. And what was really cool was walking up to that front door and you had a uh, a greeter from home hardware right there at the door mm -hmm. uh you know would say you know please don't come in just yet and then you would come in and they'd ask you uh where you're going in the store and here we'll assign this person to you to take you to wherever in the store and help you find uh what you're looking for mm -hmm. and then escort you back to the front out you go like it was just it's very well organized yeah scott and his team are doing a phenomenal mm -hmm. job it, it was probably the first place i went to that was considered a big box or a big store yeah whether it's a walmart or canadian tire home hardware i felt safe yeah and it, it felt safe in a not in a very innocuous way it, it was very uh, friendly um home hardware is known for that so I think that was one thing I thought was a very positive thing to, yeah. to share. Yeah, so it was a, a big shout out to, uh, to uh, the group down there for uh, the staff and how they're organizing things and, uh, yeah. and doing their part to keep people, uh, keep people safe for yeah, sure. They did a great job. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, graduation. Mm. Holy Hannah, we're coming down to that time. What's that going to look like for the, uh, uh, for the high school kids? Uh, University. What, what's well, the, April was already for the university yeah. and now it's the high school. Yeah. yeah. And you know, uh, what's going to happen with that? Are, are the kids going to be going to parties? Are they going to go to the grad parties? Are, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, but this goes right back to our initial thought process or our initial comments about the second wave, because for every time that we break that social distancing rule where we have the large groups together, You've got to count 14 days. Mm -hmm. 14 days from that point of large uh, contact is when you could see a spike in the number of cases. Absolutely. And uh, graduation's coming up. Uh, it's uh, my heart goes out to all the uh, the high school kids that are graduating. And how's that going to look? How's that going to be? That's uh, it, a tough one. Yeah, I'm going to try to look at the cup half full and rather than half empty. I'm I'm not going to mention. Uh, we're not going to talk about 
potential bush parties and things like that yeah but i hope there are going to be some really creative uh individuals that are going to create online virtual parties like my daughter for example jesse ann that she plays online different games um with her friends and anything from strategic to like pictionary things like that yeah it's a lot of fun yeah yeah and hopefully someone who's creative um can create a virtual reality graduation where people are attending, they're playing music and they're talking and they're sharing stories. And uh, hopefully we can um, garner some of that on video or pictures as well as the, the days progress towards that graduation. Absolutely, and I think just uh, like we said, yeah, you gotta hear it a hundred times here for the first time, but let's just uh, ask people to be humankind. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know the warm weather's here, we're getting back into the groove of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, businesses are reopening to yes. a certain degree yep. uh, and we're getting back to I, I don't even want to use the n word normal anymore oh. we're just getting back to being out more yeah uh, and, and please do your part do your part uh, the mass if you need to wear the mask wear the mask the big thing is the social distancing the washing the hands and please throw those gloves out right those gloves are just making people sicker yeah, and, and the truism of the be humankind aspect is being thoughtful, not thoughtless, being selfless, not selfish. That's it. Right? That's it. Yeah, exactly. And to all the kids that are graduating, uh, congratulations. I hope you, you do become creative with the virtual parties, with everything else. Uh, remember this as a pretty special time. It is. Because it is a very special time in your life. You're leaving the confounds of the... Uh, institution where you've been for the last uh three four year five years whatever from mm -hmm. my case 10 years uh i beat you 11. okay 11. <laughs> uh heading up from there and uh hey moving on to bigger and better things yeah tough uh tough right now but uh embrace it and uh get creative yeah yeah and, and a challenge to all the young people out there mm -hmm. that are graduating congratulations you're doing a phenomenal job oh there's waldo walk in front of the shot uh, there's Dave Fady. Perfect. Perfect timing. There's Waldo. Okay. <laughs> we found him. There we found him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a really nice shout out to the people that you are experiencing something historical, whether it's... Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's a pandemic, yes, but it's part of history. Do something about it. Okay. You know, be challenged and do something about yeah, it. Yeah, do something. That, something that's positive. what this all really all comes down right. to. Make change. Yeah, make change. Um, you know, moving on from there. What about uh, uh, Sam? Yeah, Sammy, thank don't you. Forget, don't forget your daughter. Oh, boy, oh, that, that, you that would, would be, have been a disaster. I have the pictures. Like, <laughs> she gave me pictures of, of, of her graduation. Yeah. I think you should talk about that. Yeah, my, my daughter, Sam, uh, uh, has been a medic uh, for a number of years and uh, went through the ALS program uh, down at uh, Fanshawe in uh, London. Mm -hmm. Went through the program, incredible program put on by Mr. Brad MacArthur, good friend of mine, former partner on the helicopter. Smart man. Smart guy. Yes. Uh, Sam went through the program down there, graduated. We're going to throw a bunch of pictures up there of her graduating, mm -hmm. uh, the big cake that she got. Uh, you know, it was a pretty special time in her life. Uh, she, you know, wanted a, a further challenge in her career, uh, wanted to, you know, uh, challenge herself as mm -hmm. well as make her uh, just a better medic all the way around. And uh, she graduated uh, with flying colors, uh, as I knew that she would. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, yeah, we were throwing up a bunch of pictures of her graduating. And, 
uh, and celebrating that. So it sort of fits right in with what we're talking about with the high school graduation. I wonder if she's going to follow her dad's footsteps and end up on the helicopter someday. Well, I keep saying that to her, and she says, I don't know about that stuff. So, Well, Sam, you don't have to stand in your father's footsteps. <laughs> she are, doesn't. She is a true trademark. <laughs> Trust me, yeah. she doesn't. Thank God she takes after her mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, so where are yes. we going for, are we going to talk about uh, you walked around the streets, we walked around the streets? Yeah, and, you know, you, and that's, what, uh, that's what the whole thing with Be Humankind is, is you've got, you know, that whole analogy that we talked about with the gray wolf and black wolf, like the, that, that represents right there mm -hmm. uh, what Be Humankind is all about. And I know we've, we've pointed out a few of the uh, things here right now that are not so good, mm -hmm. and we've tried to interject some light there as well right but uh yeah we did exactly that just drove around uh the city mm -hmm. some of the stuff that's up outside of nursing homes that's up on uh just people's front lawns the creativity in the windows it's 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 incredible it yeah. really is yeah. how people have got uh got on board with this thing and want to show their show their love show their support uh, and just show that they, they care for what people are doing. They care for themselves, and they care for their neighbors. Yeah, it's social, historical, moral, uh, living art. Yeah. So we took a bunch of, like, uh, uh, all the stuff that's up on the fences, on the windows, mm. on the front lawns. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people have noticed uh, as they're out for walks, as people are out more, uh, all the sidewalk chalk that's out, and the, the kids uh, are getting creative. I think there was some ingenuity with parents there as well but yeah. uh they always yeah. get involved right yeah <laughs> sticky fingers yeah exactly yeah but yeah we we got a number of pictures there that we just we want to put up on the screen right now uh, let you guys uh, just see how creative and if you've got some interesting pictures uh, stuff that we've missed please yeah uh, send that in to us at frontlineforward.ca uh, send that in and we'll uh, we'll try to get those those pictures up there so yeah i'm I, sure there's lots of stuff we've missed yeah, but that, you know that just gives us a challenge to to get out in the in the sunshine or the or the rain, whatever, and and actually take snapshots of uh, something uh, like I said before. Just it's historical what's going on. Yeah, all the good things. You know, I'd like to uh, try to get a hold of uh, Julie Julie Bolduc. So Julie mm. um, is our brain health coach. Okay, I'm gonna give her uh, a call. I'm gonna right? give her a call here, see if we can get her on the line and uh, see. Uh, you know, because businesses are about to reopen. Right. Uh, there's the talk of that. Uh, so let's see if we can get a hold of Julie and see what she's doing uh, to get ready and uh, just uh, her thoughts and, and her thoughts on, on actually what's about to happen here. So let's give her a call. Okay. See if we can reach her. I'll uh, play some music. She'll probably here. hang up on me. She'll love the intro music, I'm sure. <laughs> Hey, Julie, how are you? Good. <laughs> Can you hear I, me? Yeah, yeah. Did you? <laughs> um, I'm just getting ready to go uh, see my client. Oh, so you, you got to run, do you? Okay. Well, listen, yeah, yeah. Um, we're just, uh, we're doing the podcast live and we're just, uh, we wanted to ask oh. you what your, uh, your, your, I don't know when we're going to uh, start up again, but uh, you know, there's, there's talk that it's coming, I don't know, someday soon here. And we're just wondering uh, how you've been doing during the whole pandemic and uh, <laughs> how you're getting ready to, uh, to maybe come back to work. Yeah, well, actually, I, I've been trying to keep busy. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, I, I, I know in the beginning it was, it was hard to get used to being at home. Yeah. Right. And then um, kind of getting out of my routine. So I had to um, really think about, you know, how I was going to work from home. Um, you know, I was seeing, I'm seeing clients at home. Right. So okay. um, that, that's been, you know, great that I've been able to do the virtual work. Um, but yeah, I actually also took a couple courses. I'm still taking another course, um, getting certified in uh, metabolic balance. So it's something that I can also, um, you know, talk to my clients about when I uh, when we start back up. But um, yeah, it's it's been it, I've been busy. I've been keeping busy. I so, know you have. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can fit any more in that brain of yours, Julie. It's pretty full. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, learning is a great thing, right? It <laughs> is. It is absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, what, and, it, and it keeps. Yeah, go you ahead. know, you want to keep your mind busy during this time, right? So, yeah, um, okay. I know a lot of my clients are, are pretty anxious right now um, about getting back to work. Um, so, you know, that's just you know relating to you know that uncertainty, right, and that fear of the unknown. We've never gone through something like this before. Yeah, exactly. Right. And what about you? Are you a little bit anxious about coming back to work? About that, uh, that uh, social distancing, the interaction? Is that, uh, I'm sure it's on your mind? Yeah, it's on my mind. I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll do our best. I know we're going to meet before we all get back to work, but we're going to do our best in, in um, you know, the, trying to get all those procedures put in place, um, you know, the measures put in place. And, um, you know, I know that there's, you know, the, the phases are being rolled out. So whether, you know, we're coming back phase two or phase three, right, we have to talk about that, right? Exactly. So, um, yeah, you know, I have, you know, someone in my, my home that's immune compromised. So, you know, that's always a, a little bit of a, a worry in the back of my mind, right? So um, protecting myself and, but, uh and yeah, you know, I Julie, we'll, that, that that's a really good point there, Julie. That I think people need to appreciate and understand it. So it's it's not only you coming back to work, but then, like you said, you know, you've got somebody in your home that's immunocompromised, uh, just like many homes yeah. out there. And and taking that stuff home, that's what our healthcare workers and our first responders have been dealing with all along. And now that's just being mm-hmm. introduced to the real world, and it it's a big concern. It is. Yeah. It is. So. Um, yeah, so we're, we're definitely, I know, you know, at Frontline, we're going to take, you know, all the precautions and measures that we can to, you know, reduce our risk of exposure. And, um, but, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, whether we're back in a couple of weeks or, you know, a couple of months from now, I'm not, I'm not sure, right? We're not, no. we're not sure. No, we've got no true, you know, we're, we're hearing lots of rumors, but, uh, we have no, nothing definitive, that's for sure, so. Um, right. You know, but we'll just uh, continue uh, doing what we're doing here, and we'll, uh, as you say, we're we're going to be ready. We'll make sure that we uh, we have all the necessary procedures in place to to keep you safe and keep us and and just keep every one of us uh, safe and healthy. And that's the main thing here. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Julie, thank yeah. you for uh, for okay. taking my call. You probably look. I thought you were going to take and go. Oh no, I'm not talking to him today. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Delete. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, you should have called me at like 10:45. I should have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we are not prompt. Yeah, I we talk are not a little prompt. longer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Julie. Thanks for okay. your call. Stay safe. Take care. Thanks, okay. Julie. Bye. Bye. Bye.
So Julie Bolduc, so just to uh, let people know, uh, Julie yeah. is our uh, resident uh, brain health coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's a body talk, uh, practitioner. What is that, bro? So body talk, you know, and, and, uh, Julie's probably like, no, 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 don't, don't say anything about it. But, at, uh, it's just a program that, uh, uh, Julie is just absolutely proficient and the utmost of professional standards with that program. And she's able to, with just a series of, of what she, she's able to do in her, um, the way that she conducts the uh, conducts the the body talk program is the the body has uh, she has the ability for your body to talk to Julie about what's wrong with it, mm -hmm. uh, whether you're having problems with, you know, and any anyone problems from you know uh, uh, whether it's cardiac, whether it's respiratory, whether it's uh, something to do with the brain, maybe it's something to do with uh, pain or joint inflammation or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, through a series uh, of the programs that and the approaches that Julie takes, uh, the body talks to her and she's able to uh, just rid the body of those uh, those conditions that are going on right at that time. Now, the um, Brain Health Coach Program, Julie's one of four uh, certified, uh, as we know, here in Ontario. We're not sure exactly how many in Canada. There's not very many. Yeah. But she's, uh, this program is just spectacular in dealing with uh, first responders. Yep. Um, and it basically, uh, Julie just sits down through a consultation program. Um, it's a questionnaire that you fill out uh, for you and your significant other because what we see ourselves as one thing, maybe our uh, partner sees it in a much different way. Mm -hmm. So with that, Julie then takes that information and then sits down with you and then just starts, puts you on a, uh, you know, maybe a nutrition, maybe a supplement program to, to help you out with. Uh, but basically it comes down to just helping you to organize your thought process and approaches in a much different way than what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's had tremendous success. Uh, she's a busy, busy lady uh, here at Frontline Forward. Yeah. Sees a lot of people. And Julie also uh leads uh, I, guess, I guess she's a lead instructor if you want to put it that way uh with our uh neurooptimal neurofeedback program mm -hmm. <clears throat> now this for sure because i've seen it uh firsthand yeah. uh you have we've, yep. we've both done the program yep. uh really incredible program mm -hmm. uh come out of uh come out of the large university uh hospital psychology departments uh put into a laptop computer program because that's just what we can do now right right, right. um and we uh, we uh, we you know here at frontline forward uh, julie came forward to us and said this program is is revolutionary mm -hmm. uh and she said it would be a tremendous a boost to her business and what we're doing uh here at frontline forward so we went ahead purchased the machine uh we have it here it's, uh, it's available outside of COVID, obviously. Right. Uh, we run this uh, program uh, six days a week. And it's just, it's so simple. It's, it's just, uh, it's incredible. I, I know firsthand testimonials, mostly police officers and paramedics. It's radically changed their lives. But it's not just for first responders. We have some young people, some elderly people dealing with some uh, mental issues yeah. that have radically changed their lives. Yeah, and it just basically you sit in a nice, uh, comfy, lazy boy chair. Very, very passive. Very, very. Uh, you listen, you got some earbuds in, or you can just listen to it from the computer program. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to have the earbuds in. You can just listen to it from the uh, laptop, I should say. 
Uh, and then there's just a series of little uh, leads that are hooked up to you that attach to your earlobes on the tops of your ears and the uh, crown of your head. And you just listen to the music that's playing. While that music is playing, it's making a clicking sound. Sounds like the music's skipping. Right. Music's not skipping at all. It's the neurooptimal neural feedback program that through those leads is identifying that you're using too much with the right or left hemisphere mm -hmm. in that thought process. Now, we're either predominantly right or left brain thinkers. Right. Um, but then with any one uh, thought process, we also have that right and left brain dominance. What this program does is just uh, retrains your brain, just says, hey, man, start including the left, start including the right in that thought process, because when we use both hemispheres and thought process, it's a much organized, uh, concise uh, thought process. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more organized, as I said, and allows you to uh, face the challenges uh, that you face individually yeah. uh, in a much more cognitive way. And uh, we, we've seen the results here, like mm -hmm. just tremendous results in treating a number of different things. Um, so it's, it's, it's a wonderful program. Julie is, uh, heads it up here. Right. And uh, again, another program that's just busy, busy, busy here. Yeah, and, and obviously we're not the big brain guys. Uh, Julie's the person that runs this. But um, seeing is believing and the testimonies of people coming out of that room and just seeing the transformation of the, of the people yeah. is amazing. And, you know, people say to us all the time, you know, oh, how many times do I have to do this? Well, it just simply comes down to that if you're coming to us with, uh, say, insomnia, say that's, that's your, your, your big deal because yep. uh, we have seen uh, the Neurooptimal program help another people, a number of people with uh, insomnia issues. So if you're coming here with that, and you do one session and it helps, you don't feel you need to come back, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, we have people here that come back on a weekly basis to deal with uh, the challenges that they're they're facing. Yeah, You'll know, and I know this is the way it is for me. I, I've done the program uh, a number of times, and I know exactly when I need to have a treatment on the program because uh, maybe those challenges I was facing, maybe I'm not reasoning or organizing uh those in 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 a good way mm -hmm. and i know that i i need to have another and the, and the session only takes 30 minutes quick and easy yeah and i can see the psws and the nurses in the nursing home and the hospitals the frontline workers um anyone dealing and being on the front line yeah this is something that is very passive you just sit like you said and listen to the music and it's radically changing people's lives in a very positive way they're sleeping uh, Julie also in involves nutrition um, with the body talk uh, about uh, nutrition and healthy lifestyle. And um, if you want to choose supplementation with vitamins, you can, as well as exercise. So it's a very robust, holistic way of healing. And you know what, Julie just ties in uh, both her the programs, that, all three of the programs that she's running. She's adding a fourth, uh, you know, with the bioanalytical stuff that she mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it just goes back to a true place of healing, of health, of wellness, and of movement. Uh, Julie's a big proponent of, of movement, as we are here at Frontline Ford. So, I mean, the number of things that we've got involved here, uh, you know, we, we've got a big fully functional gym and a movement center to help you with that whole physical side. And we know that uh, when you get those endorphins, endorphins rolling in the body, mm -hmm. uh, you're just you're a better person. You are. When you're moving, 
Uh, you're using the, uh, as Julie mentioned, uh, about the, uh, uh, when you're using your brain, uh, it's, it's a good thing. When mm -hmm. you're active, it's a good thing for the body uh, yeah. overall. So, I mean, you know, we, we've got that and we've got all the, the programs, the neural feedback, the body talk, the brain health coach program that Julie offers. We've also got chiropractic and fascial stretching, massage therapy, hypnotherapy, osteopathic care uh, here at Frontline Ford. And uh, just putting that in all one big, beautiful place, just helping people to get healthier. That's and you know, it's, it's not bullshit that we're talking about here. <laughs> you know, you and I, uh, former first responders, we're living with PTSD. And the reality is this, we have lost people we love, brothers and sisters on the yeah. front line. They've died by suicide. And in reality, we shouldn't be here. So you created this place. Yeah, exactly. We created it for those reasons. For, for we those people. I, I created it... Uh, uh, for those people. Yeah. Absolutely. People. I want to see my daughter, Sam, have the longevity right. in her career as long as she wants it. Because, you know, we, we've talked about this a number of times. The last day in the job should be just as exciting as the first day of putting that uniform on. Right. Unfortunately, that's way out of balance right now. Yeah. and Way, way out of balance. And what have we said to one another when we have to go to another memorial, another funeral? This uh, one's on us. Yeah, they are. They're on, on us, us for sure. And so, so that's, you're, you're doing something about it, and that's why I'm here. And, and then that's why we're, we're doing uh, this thing is why we're doing the Be Humankind pro podcast, because we're getting exactly that thought process out. Uh, we're, we're getting out that uh, it's okay to not be okay. Yes. It's okay to be facing facing the the challenges uh, i hate using the word struggle uh i don't like that word i think it's just facing the challenges right and that's what it's all about so along with all that um you know we also have uh i'm gonna call him max the wonder dog um where is he anyway he's yeah. our he, he yeah. just woke up he was over in the corner and he heard my uh heard his name but yeah, he hasn't knocked over anything or pulled anything out of the socket yet. not yet oh, yeah. see you said that here he comes um no, but what it's uh, really all about uh, mm -hmm. is I understand uh, the dog therapy uh, aspect from both service and, and therapy. I understand it. A good friend of mine, Paul Casey, former Metro Toronto police sergeant with the canine unit. Uh, I've watched the dogs. You've watched the dogs uh, in action. Mm -hmm. um, but from a therapy aspect, they are probably, I think they're, they're right up there at the top. They, they really are. They offer people comfort. They offer people solitude. And at the day, end of the day, after having that shitty day mm -hmm. of whatever we're facing with, um, coming home and taking the dog for a walk, coming home and just playing with the dog or laying on the floor or doing whatever you're, you're doing, uh, it offers a lot. And we're going to be able to offer a program right here at Frontline once we're outside of COVID. Uh, we're going to do a certification program mm -hmm. right here uh, for both service and therapy. Yeah, Paul is a, a superman, and he's bringing in a super program of that's going to make a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. Yeah. You know, like Max, uh, beautiful German Shepherd. I know the boys will show the pictures of Max, um, the relationship that you have with him. Not, Max knows when I'm having a crappy day, mm. and he will 
walk up to me and, and stick his nose under my armpit and say, what, what the hell are you doing? And he'll just, sit, he'll just sit there until I'll say, okay, thank you. Well, he's become so intuitive with me in, in my therapy that he knows that when everything, or, or no, I shouldn't say everything, when things are just starting to go a little sideways, uh, he's always there just to give me a nudge. Right. Or he just comes and he sits down beside me and goes, ah, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you know, life is not that bad. Do you feel comfortable giving a little synopsis of the story of Max and how you almost lost him? Yeah, absolutely. So Max uh, came into, uh, into my life when my PTSD symptoms were, uh, were really uh, peaking. Uh, I, was, uh, I was just destroying everything around me. I was destroying my professional uh, career. I was starting to uh, destroy my, my family life and, and uh, you know, the people around me. Right. And Max had come into our lives because we've, we've always had dogs. We've always had shepherds. So he came into my life and, uh, you know, he came from a litter of, of six pups, uh, five sisters. And I think there was some initial issues there where uh, I think when it come to feeding time, uh, his sisters beat the hell out of him uh, to go and eat you know, before he would eat. So he always, uh, I think he initially had that whole thing with eating. But when he came to me, uh, again, uh, my PTSD symptoms were taking over my life. Mm-hmm. And I was letting it. I was letting it define me. Mm-hmm. So when Max would go to eat, he, already, he initially had that apprehension. I would, uh, I would put his food down. So he'd, already, he'd come down, he'd go to his dish, and then when he would go to walk away, I would get upset with him. And, you know, I, I'm not proud of that. I would get upset with him. I'd, I'd yell at him. I'd, uh, you know, try to make him eat, um, you know, which just served no purpose but my own. Yeah. And uh, that just got worse and worse and worse to the point where Max, uh, he was so emaciated. He was just literally, and, and when I say this term, I, I mean this with all honesty, he was just skin and bones. He was so afraid of me yeah. and so afraid of eating that he just, uh, like he was still, uh, he loved to run, he loved to play, he loved to socialize the whole bit, he, but he was just beyond skinny. Max was dying for <clears> you. <throat> he was, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, it took my therapist at the time uh, when I was going through the program uh, the therapy program with him that I was uh, that I was being exposed to. He just said to me one day, he goes, uh, you know, you, you say you have these big round dog beds uh, all over your house from access. I said, yeah. And he said, well, he, he goes, I have a, I got a, a homework assignment for you. He goes, when you uh, go home tonight, he goes, would Max allow you to lay down on the bed with him, look him in the eye, touch your nose to his nose and ask him a question. He goes, would he allow you to do that? And I go, I think so. So he goes, that's your assignment. That's your homework assignment. He goes, go home. He goes, lay down in that bed, touch your nose to his nose, look him directly in the eyes and ask him these two questions. He goes, ask him if he loves you and ask him if he likes living in your house. So I looked at my therapist and I go, like, are you crackers like this is so stupid and he went well that's your that's your assignment so anyways i did that and it was about oh i don't know maybe four or five sessions later we revisited this and all of a sudden my therapist said 
Oh, yeah, by the way, he goes, did you do that exercise with Max? I said, yeah. He goes, so what were the answers? I said, one, he said that he loves me, and two, he likes living in my house. And what did your therapist say? My therapist just looked at me. He goes, okay. I go, what, what do you mean? That's, a, that, that's it? He goes, yeah, that's it. He goes, there's a lesson to be learned here. He goes, but you're obviously not listening. Right. He goes, Max has taken on all your anxieties, all your depressions, all your, your social ina inadequacies right now, and he's taken that burden on for you. And he goes, if you'll learn to give him a break so that when it comes time to eat, that you just allow him to eat as much as he wants or eat when he wants, you relax for him, he'll take that on, he'll be able to take... All your worries and woes, he'll allow you to relax. Before you woke up, though, from this bad nightmare, what, what happened with Max and you? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's a good point because I, I did skip that part. That's a, that yeah. he basically saved your life. Yeah. So when it, when it, when it came down just prior to this whole thing with my therapist, uh, uh, Max had, I had made Max a, a big supper, a big steak dinner, and I put it down. And when he looked at it and looked at me, then took a, he licked the steak, and then he looked back at me, and then he walked away, I lost my shit. You did. I, uh, I punched holes in the wall in the house. I threw out all his dog food. I ripped up uh, his dog beds. I tore up all his toys. I just had a complete and utter meltdown. And it was my wife, Angie, that just uh, looked at me and she said, uh, are you done? Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not done. For, so for another two, three minutes, I had my temper tantrum. And then I said, no, I'm done. And that's when she looked at me. She goes, you know you need some serious help. Mm -hmm. And that's when she had already found this therapist I went to him. I always brought Max with me to the therapy programs. Right. And when I took him, he'd always ask me, he goes, why do you bring Max? I go, well, he likes to come for the ride. He goes, how do you know? Yeah. I said, well, he always jumps in the truck. He goes, yeah, but how do you know? How do you know that he likes being with you? I said, I just have that feeling. He goes, okay. That's when we started this this little therapy program that he gave me this little homework assignment <clears throat> and it was an absolute changer max uh, absolutely saved my life he yeah. changed my life right there at that moment and had me realize that um, i just needed to give myself a break i needed to give those people around me a break and be able to just sit uh, and just understand those are around me who cares for me who loves me uh, and understand that they're here to to do exactly that to support me, because I couldn't see the forest for the trees. Right. And Max showed me that, and you know, uh, so I did exactly that. So when it came time to eat, I just allowed him to do his thing, and he began to eat more and more and more and more all the time. Till he's a big healthy boy now, but uh, he still uh, has the intuition to be my savior uh and it happens now with, with all of us like when 
you know, Angie and I are having a discussion at home and say we're raising our voices or, or we're expressing ourselves in such a way, Max will immediately go over and sit down beside Angie or I'll sit down beside me and just say, hey, 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 just relax. And it happened here with you. Yeah. You know, we had a uh, an incident here at, at Friendline 4 and it was nothing big. I, I don't I want, I want to make sure that people understand it wasn't that big of a thing. But it was something that happened here, and you were having a discussion with somebody, and uh, I guess you raised your voice, or you were just you had that nervousness about your. Um, I turned into a medic. Yeah, at that moment. There you go. Yeah, and Max identified that because he knows that with me, and um, you know you've been around him enough. He probably considers you uh, family, which you are. Mm-hmm. And that was his job. Yeah. So he just went over and he just sat down beside you. That's all he did. He gave you a nudge every once in a while, just going, everything's okay here. Mm. Just breathe. Yeah. And, you know, that's why that's why I tattooed it on my arm uh, to just breathe because it's that reminder that when shit is falling apart, when you think that things are just that bad, all you have to do is just breathe breathe in and that's all max uh, does for me now he yeah. just allows me that moment in time to just take that deep breath yeah uh, so for everybody out there um it doesn't matter big small dog wise cat doesn't matter uh having that solitude having that friend there at that time in your your life that allows you to uh just be able to step back reflect uh is really important that's a really good be humankind story bro i just if, if you feel comfortable, if you were to lie on the floor right now with Max, stick nose to nose, yeah, what would you say to him? And what do you think Max would say? I'd, I'd simply just say thank you. And what do you think he will say to you? I'd say you're welcome. I don't think he'd say that. He'd say welcome, dumbass. That's <laughs> what he would say. I think Max would just look at you as like, it's Dude. what I do. Yeah, it's what I do. It's what I do. Yeah. We've, uh, we've come down near the end of the show. We're going to show a bunch of clips here uh, mm-hmm. for, for Be Humankind that I just wanted to put that light side of it, you know, stuff that we've got up. Yeah, that was a pretty heavy, heavy story there, but <clears throat> it was necessary. Yeah. But I wanted to uh, get stories up there just about family and friends right now because that's what it's really all about. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about support. And it's about just breathing. Right. Because we're in a challenging time. So do that. Uh, take that time to be with family. Social distance. Please uh, be kind to your neighbors. Be kind to one another. And uh, we're going to just show a bunch of pictures of just some of the lighter side of life. People just enjoying each other. Your grandchildren. Yeah. And throwing, uh, throwing that up there. That's uh, going to be your... This is the musical entertainment section. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking uh, forward to this. It's good medicine. It is good medicine. <laughs> it's yeah. really good medicine. Better than vitamin D. There you go. There you go. All right. Come down to the end of the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm uh, wingman. To each and every uh, person out there, please continue to be kind to one another. Uh, be safe. Be healthy. Be happy. And uh, let's get this thing together. Let's let's be there for one another in our time of need. And uh, we'll get through this thing. We will. Until next week, uh, I'm Brian Stevens, your host. Thank you for listening and watching. And we're going to leave you with this. That's when the lights start going out And a call comes
comes through the radio phone We pray to God we make it home And the lights turn on and sirens roar To help the ones that we don't know Where my brothers and my sisters go Against the great unknown Keep on holding down that line We're fighting for the way of right Together we will stand All across this land We're the front Flag of red and white It's sacrifice so 